All right, hello, and uh, welcome to the, what's going to be the first episode of the Heart of Flesh podcast. Uh, my name is is Jackson Hankey. I'm here with my my friend Joshua Molden. Hey and, guys, and co-host. Uh, man, this has been a long time in the making. Um, there's been a lot of thought and and prayers and uh, and things that have gone into this, and and we're really excited to do this. Um, so Joshua and I, just to give some background on on us and who we are. Um, both of us, we live in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, we're, we're seminary students. We do an in-house seminary program, uh, at our church at River City Church in Fargo. Um, and we love to talk about theology. Mm -hmm. Uh, we love to talk about Jesus. Uh, we love to talk about the Bible. Um, we spend a lot of time doing that. Um, and we thought that this would make a uh, great content, um, for a podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we share a love for theology and and a heart for for biblical teaching and for reaching the world with that biblical teaching uh we want to see people around us know god's word know it and, and and study it um and be in relationship with with christ yeah. um so that is a lot of our heart behind this um obviously we're expecting this to be a lot of fun for us um but we want to share some of the things that that we learn in seminary some things that we're studying um, just to people around, I, I think in, in general, both of us feel like there is maybe, maybe a lack of, of good book, good biblical teaching out there. Um, and we share the conviction that, that the Bible is really rich, uh, that it's, it's wonderful to study, um, that it tells us about God and about who he is. Um, and we want to, we want to share that. Um, so that's a bit of a bit of the heart of of where this podcast is coming from. Um, we we obviously are doing it for for our own enjoyment because we think it's going to be going to be fun for us. Uh, but we want to we want people to listen. We want people to grow in their in their relationship with Jesus, in their knowledge of God, um, in their love for theology, uh, in their love for God's word. Uh, so that's a bit of the heart behind this. Um, I don't know, Joshua, is there anything you want to add yeah, to that? Yeah, just, I mean, God's words are blessings. Um, we see that from the very beginning. His commands uh, to Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply was a blessing and a command. Uh, and to know God, to know Christ is, I think, the greatest gift you can ever have in this life. And that's our heart. That's our desire for anyone who listens is to know God, his word, to love him and enjoy him for eternity. And that's... Mm -hmm. That's God's goal and desire uh, for us to glorify him and for us to know him and be with him. Um, so we want to have the same heart of God. And that's that's where we're at. We think knowing his word and doing this can hopefully be an avenue for people, not a replacement for the local church, but an avenue for that. Yeah. Yeah. We see um, we see in the, in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, the imperative um the, the command is to make disciples. Hmm. Uh, it's to make disciples of Jesus. Um, so with that, uh, we're hoping that this is, is something that uh, an avenue or a way that, that we can participate in that. Um, we do not wish for this to replace local churches. No. Um, we see this as an avenue to get biblical teaching out there. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we do not recommend that anybody... Um, gets their theology or, or lives their Christian life solely from, from us or any other podcast. Uh, God has ordained the local church to be 
to be a place of, of Christian growth and a place of, place of Christian unity and mm-hmm. fellowship. And that, that is the primary place where people grow as Christians yep. um, and come to know God's people and grow in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. But we do see, we see uh, throughout the Bible, there's this command for us to make disciples. And that that is something, um, a lot of times what we need to do is we need to go outside the local church. Uh, we need to go out to places um, we need to live as Christians on mission wherever we're at. Uh, I know, I know Charles Spurgeon, uh, a, f- a favorite preacher of mine uh, in 19th century England, but he said that every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter, hmm. right? Uh, those are pretty powerful words. Yeah. Um, so our, our goal is to, to help in that, in that making disciples um, and hopefully reaching some people with, with biblical teaching, um, especially uh, kind of where we're at, um, the, the part of the country that we live in, uh, it, it's very traditional. Um, and there's a lot of, at least in my experience, there's a lot of, you know, going to church, uh, for the sake of going to church. Mm-hmm. That's just what we do. Um, but when we read it, when we read our Bibles, we see that, that God calls us to a, a relationship with him, um, and a love for him. Yeah. The greatest, the greatest moral commandment Jesus says uh, that summarizes all of God's law uh, is first and foremost that we are to love God with our whole minds, hearts, soul, and strength. All of our being is to love God. And that is the really, I mean, that is the essence of morality Mm -hmm. in itself. When we talk about morality, we're talking about um, moral oughts, what humans ought to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're talking about distinguishing between right and wrong. Um, and, and biblically morality, what it looks like is, is what humans are most, the, the thing that we're, we're, we ought to do most of all, according to biblical morality, uh, is that we are to love God mm-hmm. w- with all of our being. Um, that, that is, is part of what it means, means to be a Christian and, and to, live, to live morally um, according to, to Jesus, according to the Bible's view. Um, so, so our, our part, of, again, part of our goal is to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we want people to, to love God and, and to, to grow in relationship with God. Um, <clears throat> we also, so we decided to choose the name heart of flesh mm-hmm. for our podcast. Um, and, and if you're unaware that comes from Ezekiel 36, mm-hmm. uh, and if you, if you've read the old Testament prophets before, you know, that this this message just rings throughout all of them um they look forward to god who is going to bring salvation for his people there's these promises that god is is going to do something they look forward uh to to the the day of the lord uh it's the salvation of god's people the judgment of god's enemies um and in ezekiel 36 god is talking about he's speaking through ezekiel the prophet um a little bit, a little bit after 600 BC, and God is promising this salvation to His people. Uh, he said He's gonna gonna do this for the sake of His of His holy name. Um, and in Ezekiel 36, verse 25, uh, it says, "I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness, and from all your idols I will cleanse you, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you." And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes 
and be careful to obey my rules. So God, through his, through his prophets, is promising this salvation that's going to come to his people. And part of that is that God is going to remove the idols. He's going to take our hearts of stone and he's going to give us a heart of flesh. Mm-hmm. He's going to put a new spirit in us um, and cause us to, o- to obey him. And that is just a, a wonderful promise of God uh, that we need. And I, I remember, and we're going to talk about our own testimonies in a bit, yep. but I remember coming across this passage and, and just as, as I read through the Bible and thinking, oh man, I, I do have that heart of stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking you know, throughout my life now, uh, just seeing the grace that God has given to me, um, and just, just giving me a new heart mm-hmm. and, and taking, taking the person that I was a- and making me somebody new, mm-hmm. you know, Paul in the new Testament talks about everyone who's in Christ is a new creation. Yeah. Um, theologically that that's referred to as like regeneration, yep. you know, John three, Jesus says, um, if anyone is to see the kingdom of God, they must be born again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see this this prophecy in Ezekiel play out in the New Testament um, where God does a heart transplant on his people mm-hmm. and removes that heart of stone and gives them a heart of flesh. Yeah, and I think the other thing too, the cool thing, so this was prophesied to specifically Israel, um, but for, so for, kind of our classes through seminary of our church, we do a project, a final project where we prepare a sermon. And I actually chose to do mine on second Corinthians chapter three, one through six, because I thought it was about the new covenant versus the old covenant. Uh, Cause it uses that language in there quite a bit. Um, and when I studied it, I found out it's more about Paul saying that uh, he alludes to this prophecy in Ezekiel 36 and is telling the Corinthians that this prophecy of y- you receiving a new heart, a new fleshly heart um, has been fulfilled in your midst. And he's using that primarily to prove his apostleship, uh, the authority of his apostleship. Um, but the interesting thing is he's applying or, or stating that this prophecy to Israelites has been fulfilled in the Gentiles. Um, and one of the takeaways from that is uh, that this prophecy is for all people. It's not just for Israel. And not, for, not for ethnic ethnic israel um and so the other thing drawn from that is it, it has been fulfilled in their midst because and he he talks about christ as uh kind of the fuf- uh, uh the fulfillment of that and the spirit coming t- in acts 2 you can see that so this is something that's true of our day and age is kind of what i'm getting at uh, people need a new heart uh, a replacement of their heart of stone and given a heart of flesh uh, and that's what God is doing in this time, in these last days, is how the scriptures refers to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we praise God for that and uh, are, are hoping for new hearts of flesh to be given to all people. Yeah, that's a bit of uh so that, that's, I guess that's just some background to, to the name of the podcast, why we chose that name. Um, it's a, it's a wonderful prophecy and, and a yeah. wonderful, wonderful image, um, heart of stone to heart of flesh. Uh, so we thought also for this episode, we might just give you guys a bit more of a, um, just to look at our own lives. Yeah. We, we want you guys to know us. Yeah. We <laughs> might share a bit about our own testimonies, um, the grace of God in our lives, mm-hmm. uh, and then perhaps continue, um, go on to talk about the first series that we're going to go through, 
uh, after this episode, we're going to start a series. Um, we're just going to talk about a bit about the Bible, uh, what the Bible is, the role that the Bible, the Word of God plays in the life of the Christian, um, some other things like that. Um, so, so we'll get to that in a minute, but I guess I'll just start with my own testimony a bit. Um, so I grew up, I grew up in a small town, um, in Park River, North Dakota, wonderful family. Uh, we, we went to church on Sundays, um, you know, grew up, I was, I was heavily involved in, in sports. Uh, I, I came here to Fargo, um, to play football here, uh, to go to school. Uh, both my parents, my older brother, um, graduated from NDSU as well. Oddly enough, we all have a degree in the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but we all, we all came, came to Fargo. So I came as well to NDSU. Um, I played football here for five years. Um, and, and during my time here, um, really what was a, a, a catalyst for me, uh, uh, during, during most of my, during most of my time, I would have affirmed that like, I, you know, I was a Christian. I was, yeah. I believed in, you know, this or that. Um, I, d I certainly wasn't living like a Christian. Um, yeah. Uh, but one, one, after my sophomore year of, uh, of football, my third year in school, um, I was invited by some teammates to go to a, uh, basically a, a college athlete, really kind of a Bible camp for, mm -hmm. for a weekend. Yep. And there was a guy, guy preaching there. Um, and he, he preached from the Bible just in, in a way that I hadn't heard before. Um, and in a way that, you know, showed, or it was clear that he believed like that God's word has some, some power, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it teaches some incredible things. That's where we know God. Um, it's where we learn about him. It's where we understand theology. Um, so really the takeaway I had from that weekend was, man, I, I want to know this Bible. Uh, if, if I claim to be a Christian, I want to know what, what this Bible says. Um, I want to know what the word of God says. So I left that camp, uh, and I came home and I bought a Bible. Um, oddly enough, this was right around um, when COVID had just started. Yeah. So I opened this Bible and I started page <laughs> one and I, and I am determined that I'm going to read through this whole thing. And through a process of about, I can't remember how long it was, six months, eight months, something like that. You know, I'm reading through the old Testament and I'm seeing this suspense that's building up. Um, you know, Jesus is going to come on the scene, something I hadn't known before. Um, how much the, how much Jesus is present in the old Testament and, and he's promised to come. Um, and, and I, I read through that and my, my perspective is starting to change a bit. Um, my lifestyle is starting to change a bit. Mm -hmm. And then I get to the, to the gospels finally, and I'm just, I'm pumped to read these, you know, mm -hmm. there's such That's suspense true. as you read through the old Testament and I get to the gospels and I, and I start reading them and I, I just, I read some things that Jesus says and I, and I interact with his teaching a bit and, and he says some things that like, <laughs> shock me yeah um some things that i had never heard before and i'm in a, a bit i'm wondering you know if, if jesus said this then then how why has no one ever told me this before um why did i not know this before um so i just i grew this grew this desire to to teach the bible uh to, to help people to, to to let people know what jesus said because there's a lot of people out there 
that don't know a lot of the things that Jesus said. Uh, And and he said some things that, you know, we have this cultural idea of Jesus, uh, you know, you know, Jesus loves you. Uh, it doesn't matter how you live. You know, Jesus loves you. He just wants you uh, to believe in him. You know, he's just a great moral teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, we have all these ideas about Jesus. And when we read the pages of scripture, they're kind of, it kind of just blows those ideas away. Yeah. Um, and I got to interact with, with the actual historical Jesus yep. um, in the pages of the Bible and some things that he said. Uh, and I, and I, through that, I could just see, you know, I, the Bible, if you've never read much of it, one thing it does is it exposes to you, your own sin, mm. your own hypocrisy. Mm. And I, I really felt the weight of that. And I really felt that, you know, oh man, I have this heart of stone and, and God has promised to give a heart of flesh. That's what I need. Yeah. Um, and, and throughout that time, you know, as I've continued to read and study the Bible, um, pretty early on, I, I felt like this is something I want to teach. This is yeah. something I want to talk about. Uh, you know, people, people need to know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even if there's people that don't accept it, um, which we know that there will be, um, the point is at the very least, I want them to know. Um, and, and there's a lot of people that just don't know things that Jesus has said. Um, and there's, unfortunately, there's a lot of people, you know, just cause you go to church on Sunday, d- that doesn't mean that you, um, that you know some things that Jesus said. Not every church teaches some things that Jesus have said, yeah. um, and and that's and that's a shame. You know, mm-hmm. we should we should look at you know who the source of of Christianity is historically Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and it would and it would go back further into the Old Testament. Yep. Um, but we need to look at things that Jesus said. That's the point. Um, so I felt this call to to teach that. It's grown over time. Uh, it's led me into seminary school, um, where I'm in the middle of that right now. Um, and even, I, I mean, it really has led ultimately, um, to this, the same desire is at the heart of why we wanted to do this podcast yep. too. Uh, so that's a, just a bit about me, Joshua, if you want to share some about yourself too, yeah, please do. You did that in like five minutes. That was kind of impressive. Dang. <laughs> I thought that would be a lot longer. Yeah, that's right, actually you better, sweet. Keep, better keep yours short too. Though. Yeah, I'll have to try and match that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's actually cool. Jackson and I actually met at that camp that uh, that retreat that he talked about, and he had actually come to that camp on crutches because he just had his was it your labrum repaired yeah, and I your hip? Yeah, I had a hip surgery. Yeah, and I mean, I had no idea who he was. All I knew is one of my friends, James Kayser, uh, knew him. He's on the football team, played with him, and. I didn't know much about him, but here we are now having a podcast mm-hmm. together. Praise God. <laughs> but yeah, I had a similar upbringing to Jackson. I grew up not in, not in Park River, but in Alexandria, Minnesota. And I was also blessed to have a great family. Uh, parents who loved me and my sister very well, uh, always provided. And um, I had the privilege, uh, which I didn't see it at that time as this, but the privilege of growing up in the church. Um uh, I went to like an evangelical covenant church. I, I still don't even know necessarily what exactly that means, E-free. Um, but I I grew up in a church that uh, did preach the gospel and was able to go to things like Awana and a bunch of Bible camps, FCA camps, um, just in my upbringing. And that was a big blessing as I look back on it. But also as I look back, I noticed like, 
just growing up in a family like that didn't mean I had a heart of flesh like we're talking about. I still had a heart of stone uh, probably the whole time I lived at my my parents' house growing up. Um, so good churches don't necessarily mean you're saved. And just being under your parents who may have a faith doesn't mean that either. Uh, so bringing up now to my senior year of high school, kind of out of the blue, and maybe at some point we'll get to chat more about this, maybe not. It's not a big reason we're doing this podcast, but I was diagnosed with leukemia, which is a blood cancer. And it was way out of the blue, um, but life changed quick for me and my family. And uh, I was diagnosed on a Monday and I was starting treatment on a Thursday. So treatment, there's a standard treatment plan that's supposed to be like three years long, but uh, that that standard treatment failed for me. So I had a bone marrow transplant, which uh, is essentially destroying your immune system, destroying your ability to uh, make white blood cells and basically your whole immune system and then they have to put uh new new blood inside of you from someone else that gives you life uh which side note here is maybe the greatest analogy for how christ saves us he gives us his blood covers us with his blood um so that we can have life in him um so that that's something that's just uh it's crazy how god can use physical things to reveal himself to us and he definitely did that through cancer and through even that treatment um after kind of going through that treatment so i was diagnosed in see i think it was either 2016 or 2017 uh, i think 2016 and then in 2017 i kind of finished finished that transplant uh, and i had to take some time not uh we i called it like a uh, sometimes after high school you take like a gap year um which my gap year was kind of just filled with like sitting around and trying to heal which was tough, um, but I got to a point where I went to uh, my tech school in Alexandria, did a semester there with the plan of coming up to Fargo um, and finishing off college here. Uh, So I came up to NDSU and got plugged into some campus ministries right away, Chi Alpha and FCA, and both of those did a great job of drawing us in, drawing people in with the friendships, uh, with the relationships that they Um, kind of fostered as a part of that and uh, by this time I was still living a pretty sinful life I was and I would say my sin was primarily I was focused about myself I was focused on how can I get what I want how can I find pleasure for myself I wasn't this idea of like uh, living for God's glory living for him my life being his was not something that was even remotely a thought in my mind um So I was a part of these campus ministries and I I got to a point uh, right around COVID as well, where I started thinking like, you know, I I claim to be a Christian. I claim to live according to God's word, but do I actually know it? Um, And and through some of these campus ministries, I really started wrestling with like, why am I living the way that I am? Why am I doing some of the things that I am? Um, And, uh, I think by God's grace, COVID happened and I was removed from some of the routine of that campus ministry stuff of going on Wednesday nights to FCA, Thursday nights to Chi Alpha. And I really, it was just me and the Bible. Uh, And I I went home and I said, what does the Bible have to say? Uh, I didn't read it. There were a couple categories I wanted to study specifically. Um, And so after going home and searching the scriptures diligently to see 
how how is this informing how I live in certain situations? It wasn't really until then that I took the word of God seriously. And I, I can't really point to a definitive time in my life uh, where I would say like I was regenerated or I received that heart of flesh. Um, but I do know after coming home and searching the scriptures, I took serious this idea of how is God's word going to inform my life? Uh, and I want it to in every aspect. Um, so it really was, and this is something that's common, I think, in all of all of Christians' testimonies. Whoever's a Christian is the word of God changed my life. Uh, that's true in your testimony. Uh, it's true in a bunch of our friends' testimonies as well. Uh, it, it's really the word of God in Christ through the word of God changing our lives. Um, and ever since then, uh, I've seen my life as like, it's no longer my own, but it is God's and I want to use it for his purposes and, um, for his glory. So what that's kind of led me to now is being a part of these, uh, in-house seminary classes through our church, River City Church, uh, and wrestling through, um, do I, do I want to go full-time ministry, pastoral ministry? What does that look like for me? So, I'm kind of, Jackson's more of it in the mindset of he's feeling called to this and is definitely going to be pursuing that. He is pursuing that. And for me, these seminary classes are a great place where I can wrestle with that. Do, do I feel like maybe I'm just called to be in the workforce and work full time and be on mission there? Or um, is this passion to preach God's word and teach it something that is going to be a full time thing for me? Um, so... Jackson and I are both in these classes, kind of, I'm more so wrestling with that. He's, he's committed to that. Um, but we both love God's word and want to teach it. So that's a little bit about me short. I think I might've matched you. I don't know for (laughs) sure, but, um, yeah. I was was just thinking about as you, as you mentioned your testimony, you talk about God's word. Um, and we're going to get into this a bit in our first series, but just the role that God's word plays in our life, in our lives. And as we read the Bible, like you see over and over, it is affirmed that blessed is the man who meditates on God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- I mean, one example, you have Deuteronomy 6, what's referred to as the Shema, which is a Hebrew word for for hear. Um, the passage starts, and this is where the name comes from. It says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house on your of your house and on your gates. And then we see that there. Uh, if you flip to Deuteronomy 17 to um, just another example, there's... This is describing when Israel will, will have a king, um, when they will have yeah. a king over them as they enter the promised land. Um, and, and it gives some guidelines for, for the king and what he's supposed to do. It says he, he, he isn't to acquire um, many material things for himself. Um, it says in verse 18, chapter 17, it says, when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, 
He shall write for himself in a book a copy of this law approved by the Levitical priests, and it shall be with him, and he shall read in it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by keeping all the words of this law and these statutes and doing them, that his heart may not be lifted up above his brothers, and that he may not turn aside from the commandment either to the right hand or to the left, so that he may continue long in his kingdom. So again, it's the, just echoing this idea of he shall read in it all the days of his life, and he will learn to fear the Lord his God. There's a the similar command to Joshua in Joshua 1. It's basically the same thing. It says that the word of God is never to depart from the lips of Joshua mm -hmm. and that he's to, to meditate on it day and night. Psalm 1 yeah, opens, Psalm 1. opens saying, Blessed is the man um, who, whose delight is the law of the Lord and, on whom, and who meditates on it day and night. Yeah. Psalm 119, basically that's a theme of the whole psalm. Yeah. Uh, and in the New Testament, you know, we see over and over again, the New Testament authors appealing to the Old Testament. I mean, those guys knew the Old Testament unbelievably well. Yeah. And obviously part of that is from the inspiration of the Spirit. Um, but you you just see over and over again this idea affirmed that blessed is the man who, the man or woman who whose delight is in God's mm -hmm. Word, yep. whose delight is in God's Word. Uh, and the command, again, is is meditate on it day and night um to the king it was reading it all the days of your life uh to the israelites um when moses spoke to them it was you're to talk about this when you walk by the way when you go to bed and when you rise you're to teach it to your children um this this word of god is supposed to play a role in our lives mm -hmm. uh, and it is a means of god's grace to us um and, and for the christian like joshua said uh, it's primarily in God's word um, where we see what God's will is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't we don't have to listen for the voice of God um, abstractly, yeah. but we can see God's will in His word. Yep. We can understand how we're supposed to live, um, how how we're supposed to view certain situations. We can understand what much of what God's desire is for our lives. Yep. Um, so there's just there's and there's just wonderful wisdom uh to be gained and uh you know you know proverbs one really the theme of the book is the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge yeah. um it's the beginning of wisdom so so it, it's god's word that informs how we're to live um it, it's the way in which god imparts wisdom wisdom to us mm -hmm. um and, and it's what has has power to affect our actions in the way we, the ways that we live mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with all that too. And kind of, um, you know, why, why is God's word so central um, is maybe a question we're going to be addressing hopefully in the future. A and kind of at the heart of that is like theology, right? What is the study of God? Our theology is literally the study of God. And it's mm -hmm. kind of just a, it's kind of a bucket term for like, uh, what does the Bible say about God uh, and what are different aspects of what he says? How do we apply that? How do we live that out? Um, and one of the, like a deep um, passion of ours, a deep conviction of ours is that theology drives how you live. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of at the heart of the Shema Deuteronomy six, um, four um, through, let's see, was that four through six or something? Yeah. Um, and six, then four, kind three. of like for the, for the king in Deuteronomy 17, like what we believe is going to affect how we live. Um, 
And where we have wrong beliefs, we're going to see a pattern of sin in our life that is yeah. rooted in a belief. Um, and so, like, we believe as Christians that the Bible is the inspired word of God for that instructs us in how to be saved and how to live a godly life. That comes from 2 Timothy, I'm pretty, cer- pretty sure. Yep. 2 Timothy 3. Um, and so, part of what we're going to be talking about, probably most of what we're going to be talking about is theology. Theology through the lens of what does the Bible say about God? Mm-hmm. What does it say about different topics? Um, so theology is important uh, because it informs how you live. Yeah. Uh, R.C. Sproul, a, a famous theologian, mm-hmm. um, has an interesting quote. Uh, he says that everyone is a theologian, and that's, mm-hmm. that's, there's a lot of truth to that. Everybody thinks or, or has beliefs about God. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a doctrine of God in their mind that affects how they live. Um, For example, like, and and you see a lot of this today, we live in a very uh, therapeutic society that's very much, you know, it's about me, you know, what can I do for myself? How can I, how can I find personal happiness, personal joy? That is the meaning of all of life is, is how can I manipulate things to to give myself personal happiness and personal satisfaction? and I think what that is, what that has bred um, today in a lot of people's theology, and they may not, they may not understand that they have a theology, mm-hmm. but but a belief about Definitely. God, a doctrine about God, is a theology. Um, and a lot, I think a lot of people today basically view God as almost like a cosmic Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I present my wish list to God, and the purpose of God is to is to basically. Um, and you see a lot of this too, like even, even I might try to manipulate God, uh, to, to give me that personal happiness that I want, uh, that those things that I desire. And if I view God that way, uh, that God is, is a means of serving my own personal desires, then I am going to have a really hard time understanding why certain things happen in the world that do Joshua, for example, you mentioned you were diagnosed with leukemia. Mm -hmm. If you were to view God, as just being a means to your own personal happiness or your own personal uh, a joy or, or sense of purpose, um, if you were and to do that wrongly, how can you make sense of this cancer diagnosis? Mm-hmm. How can you make sense of that? But we read God's word and, and we see that that is not who God is, yeah. um, that he doesn't exist to serve us, but actually the other way around, we exist to serve him. Yep. And it, it's only in, in knowing God that we actually find our true meaning and purpose and yeah. satisfaction. I know one thing Jesus says, and it seems paradoxical, um, I think it's in Matthew 16, but he says, whoever would seek his own life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Yeah. And that's a wonderful paradox. Yep. Um, and what we find there is that that for the one who seeks his own life, who seeks his own happiness, joy, uh, satisfaction meaning purpose apart from jesus that that actually they cannot find the things that they're looking for uh it's only in the willingness to give those things up for the sake of jesus and to follow him uh where true meaning true purpose uh is found and and true satisfaction um so that that is just a way i think that is really common in our day to to have a wrong theological belief and certainly throughout history there are many other ways um one one quickly you, you can think of 
some of the 20th century uh, dictatorships, uh, some of the wars that went on, some of the leaders of those countries, you, you think about, I mean, this is a, the classic example that people go to, but, but if you think about a Hitler, mm-hmm. that really, I mean, that, that comes from an atheistic worldview um, where they, they were able to rationally in their mind, because of their atheistic worldview, they would even look at the Jew or the homosexual uh, or, or, you know, you know, human beings. And they would say, that's not a human being. That is, that's matter. That is a clump of cells. Um, that is less than a human being. Mm -hmm. And that comes from a theological belief that comes from an atheological belief, a belief Mm -hmm. that there is no God. Um, and that results in, in devastating, absolutely devastating atrocities. Um, and, and the Christian worldview says, no, Every human is made in the image and the likeness of God and has infinite dignity, worth, and value, regardless of color of skin, regardless of any other factors. To be a human being is to be made in the image and the likeness of God and to possess infinite worth, dignity, and value because you are made in the image of an infinite God. Um, So that is just another way. And slavery is the same thing. Basically, they they were saying that that African Americans were less than human. And it was the Christian abolitionists it was the Christian worldview that defeated that. I remember uh, looking at it was it was a I think it was a, a, a bill or something in the House of Commons in England, and, and basically like one of the things they said is that this is a violation of God's law, hmm. um, because you know we we have an objective place to say from the Christian worldview that that no like every human being is made in God's image and has that infinite infinite dignity, worth, and value. There is no no, we, we, we cannot enslave people. Yep. We cannot kill people. That is, that is morally heinous. Yep. And that comes from a theological belief. Yeah. And I think I'd be remiss to not say this, but this is exactly what's happening with abortion in our day and age. Yeah. Same thing. We they want to redefine what a human is yep. essentially. We are saying this is a clump of cells. I mean, if you want to go watch Jeff Durbin on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, and his bit, he has a, ministry i can't remember what it's called uh but he does and a abor- lot and abortion and now. abortion now yep. that's what it is um and he goes out and he talks with people on campuses he's doing stuff to try and get some some bills and laws put in place to make this illegal in states uh but at the heart of this is a question of are these humans in the womb and it's 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 the same thing same logical thing that's happening with the holocaust with slavery we were saying yep. these aren't humans and so we could use them and abuse them however we want. And that's sadly exactly what's happening right underneath our nose 3,000 times a day, yeah. um, which is sad and which is why we should be the abolitionists for abortion. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so. that's all just to make this point that theology matters. Yep. What we believe about God is going to inform how we live our lives. Yep. And it's going to inform, I mean, things in society that are weighty and that are heavy and that result yep. in in catastrophic loss of life yeah and if I'd we get some of these things wrong i think the other part of this too which i just want to make a quick note on is we believe theology informs how we live the other thing that's true and that's stated clearly in scripture is that how we live informs what we are believing mm-hmm. um and actually like i just pulled up a couple of scriptures here from second corinthians 13 uh verse 5 it says examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. In Second Peter chapter 1, verse 10, he says, Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. Mm-hmm. 
for if you practice these qualities, what you will never fail. So we should be recognizing, we should be mindful of how are we living our lives and what, what is that saying about what I believe about God? This is actually something we, we learned in our seminary courses that we were taking is how can we look at wh- how we're acting in cer- certain situations and point that to a belief or a disbelief in who God is. Um, And so, yeah, absolutely what we believe informs how we live, but the reverse is true as well. How we are living is going to inform what we're believing. Yeah. And to that point as well, like in Matthew 7, Jesus gives the example of, you know, this is how you you discern between true and false prophets. And then the thing that he says is you will know them by their fruit. Yeah. You know, he asked this rhetorical question. Um, he says, are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every, every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. So you, you wouldn't go up to a grape bu- or a, gr- a grape tree, or let's just say an apple tree in this instance, you wouldn't go up to an apple tree and expect, uh, to pick out a thorn or a thistle. But when you go up to the apple tree, you expect an apple. It looks like an apple tree. It smells like an apple tree, that kind of thing when you look at the fruit that it produces, you expect that it matches its appearance. And the same is for the Christian. If I say I believe um, in Jesus, if if I believe in God, if I have faith in Christ, I trust in Christ for my salvation, but you see me doing things that are directly, I mean, antithetical Mm -hmm. to the message of Jesus, uh, you would... pretty quickly assume you know if you're if you're in your right mind and in any way discerning you would say that is no christian Mm -hmm. um and and we do have to be a bit careful with that um but as a general principle what you can you can tell what a person believes about god by how they live their lives if their life if their life is filled with sin uh it's pretty quick to say that they they don't believe that god cares about sin and that is not a message that the bible puts forward Um, not a message at all. So, so theology one, it's important. Mm -hmm. Um, it affects society in much bigger ways than we think that it does. Um, and our own lives, what we believe about God affects how we live. So that's primarily like this podcast is going to exist to talk about theology, um, to talk about God, to talk about God's character, um, to talk about the way that God reveals himself hmm. in scripture, um, just the things that we know that we can know about God. We want to dive deep and we want to plumb the depths yep. of who God is and what he says in his word. Um, so that's, that's a bit of why this podcast exists. Um, that's a bit of an, of an intro to who we are. Uh, I think that's essentially what we wanted to cover today. Yeah. Um, if you we're planning on on continuing on to a series about god's word um we're going to talk about what it is um the authority that it has the role that it plays in our lives um how to how to read it how to study it a little bit we're going to talk about some of those things um and and we're hoping that it's going to be going to be a nice little series um i don't know joshua did you have anything else to add um i'm just thinking like hopefully our goal is to try and put something out once a week um Mm -hmm. and we're we're still trying to figure out because we want to balance our marriages too we're both married and we don't want this working and we're working uh both like 30 hours a week and doing our other things and 
we're still figuring out what's the best balance for us in our marriage and pursuing this desire that we have. So just to set some expectation to when to expect things we're trying to do once a week, we're going to try and figure out what that looks like for us. But, um, yeah, I think the other the last thing I'd want to say is we're not, we're not sharing anything new. Mm-hmm. This podcast isn't, you're not going to get new ideas. Like oh, we're very unoriginal. We are very unoriginal yeah. because God has given us all we need in his word. And we are just wanting to be another voice of biblical truth. That's what this world needs. Voices that will stand for biblical truth. So don't be expecting anything uh, amazing and great. Like we're just, we're just sharing with you what the Bible teaches. That's our goal. And if we go awry, we want to know. That's not our goal, obviously, but just to let you guys know, like we've got nothing new for you. We're just here to preach the word. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll try to get that series out sometime soon. Um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yep. See you guys.